0: From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up uh, with Jeremy showing for Wednesday, January 9th, 2019, the Betting and Fantasy NFL show with Danny Flecker. Hello, sir. How are we? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. All right. Any wild card observations before we get to the divisional round? Yeah, I guess we'll go over
1: all the games we had to pick including the Chief National Championship game. So... You know, we'll start Saturday with the Colts, and Texans, and, uh, I, I, I mean, you had a team that had everything to play for in, in the Texans that just came out. I've never seen a team so flat, and it was very tough to watch that game, you know. The Texans, you know, they, they played well all year or well enough to win the division, be 11-5, be the three-seed, and... What I knew they were in trouble with the third with the fourth half of the game when uh, they claimed that the article, one So they met their guys well when I first tried the cultural converted. And during interesting stacked that was brought up in that game at least the the closed the number one team was they down in ten and or more. So they took advantage of uh, the situation, they converted it, they hit a T 5 and TY hill and the rest of history, you know, they you never looked back after that. And it was nice like to see Andrew walk by his best, you know, play some of his best football and pack himself a long way to go. And I think their biggest bugaboo, you which know, just been this for years, you know, they fixed the quarterback situation, but that second wide receiver seems to be uh, a black cat for them. You know, well, Ola can't stay healthy. to Mary. Thomas was over in the trade, and then he gets hurt. So it's amazing to see the Texans do to get lots of more help on the perimeter because uh, I think if they add a couple pieces that are complementary to what they have, they could still be a really good team in spite of you know, for the division, and potentially the AFC. But it, it, I guess it comes down to Bill O'Brien, a a big game coach, and right now he's not. And the Colts are just uh, keep surprising everybody. You know, they, they have a tough game this We'll get into that, but uh, they're playing real well, and then. The Nightcap was Dallas to Seattle and it was a game fun game to watch he went to battle for the second half but I just think the Oxford of not of the service I think it was run too much. And, and I'm watching that game, I'm saying I'm screaming at my TV like off the Wilson, pull it out, you know, run it and uh, he finally did a couple of times that third quarter and they were able to you know, stay some drives but Russell Wilson was amazing catching in the ball, and the Seattle just didn't want to do it, and that allowed Dallas to open up the game a little bit. And yeah. You know, it was, it was a good game to watch, but I think Seattle left a lot on the table there. Uh, the, the first game on Sunday, you know, was, despite the score scoreline, despite what the Ravens did in the second half of you the know, the fourth quarter, it, uh, the target dominated them from the beginning to the end. Their defense was all over Jackson. And when you're down twenty three to three and you gotta come back, take so you're not going to so uh, you know, the Chargers did what I thought they were gonna do and they bottled up Jackson and up offensively to control them there in six W and then in the second game. I mean and it was a great game to watch from a neutral perspective and if you're a Bears fan, a terrible way to lose. But if you're a Chicago fan you had, you know, double look at that field goal, is the reason why you lost that game. I thought the first half of the game played really tentatively. They were able to pick, up full, pick off both twice. They didn't do much with it. You know, when you have the, when you force turnovers in the playoffs, you got to capitalize on it or at least sustain the drive or just shoot some time off the clock. And they weren't able to do that. I thought they played really tight in the first half. As to be expected, rookie coach, a first year, uh, first time playoff starter in Trubisky. I just thought that with that defense. And the way that that game was going early on, that we about a
0: chance to really pull it away, and they didn't do that. and Hopefully, that's a lesson they learn. But then we see how they come back and how someone else um color. Yeah, um, and Joe Flacco should have come in way earlier in that game. You and I both talked about this at the time. It was just bad coaching, I think, by John Harbaugh and. Uh, and it, it a ba- lot of what came out afterwards. I didn't want to. You know,
1: basically, at the end of the day, it hurts Lamar Jackson's feelings. They're not, you know, deter his growth for 2019. Whatever it was, you know, when, when you're 3 of 11 passing and it's, you have a, an hour plus real time between completion, you got to do something different. And, you know, he, he did step up in that fourth quarter. He made the site throws. They had the nice plays. But if you're not doing that early on and you're getting yourself into a hole, and your defense is that good, you owe it to your team to, to pull out all the stops because you're one and done and, and you're going home. So you gotta be able to, to figure it out. And I think Harbaugh, I, th- I think he did make the right choice when you look at it, like from 10,000 feet to leave a Mark action in there to have a resolve he had. But if, if you're a skilled player on the Ravens, you have to say to yourself, you know, what are we doing that we're not making an adjustment to allow us to, to move the ball down the field? and They didn't do that, and
0: maybe they'll make some adjustments next year, but the Chargers were just a better team on Sunday. Uh, That they were. All right, Colts-Chiefs, five-and-a-half point line for the Chiefs. Feels about right, but you never know what these teams are going to be like um, coming off of a break. The over-under is a whopping 57. They think this will be high scoring. I give the Colts a chance in this game. I think the Chiefs win it, but I give the Colts a chance. Yeah, I think it's a really
1: interesting game, you know. I think what you need on defense to slow down the Chiefs are are corners that can play man to man. That way you can cover the underneath stuff from the running backs and from Kelsey. I don't know if the Colts have enough of that to sustain it for the full game. And it's gonna be interesting to see how the Colts play this game. You know, part of me if I'm game playing against the Chiefs is how can we limit the amount of time that they have the ball and that's running the ball. So, you know, getting third-down conversion, staying in manageable situations, not making stupid mistakes, turning the ball over, and scoring touchdowns. So um, I think the Colts have that on offense. You know, they've been pretty diverse with, with their attack, and, you know, Luck is playing his best football. Can they sustain it for four quarters in a pressure-packed environment? We'll, we'll see. But I think the team is close. Uh, I'm leaning the Chiefs, though, to, to cover. I think that this game is going to be a little bit too out of – reach in the fourth quarter and the Colts might force it a little, little bit, allowing the Chiefs to cover that 5.5, but I do see this as, a, as a, a coin flip either way. You know, you can ride with the dog momentum, which was they were 4-0 and last week, depending on what line you got for that Dallas game. So, but I, I think the Chiefs do win. I, I do think it's going to be a seven point game, and I, I just think that the Colts might be
0: in a hole at some point in this game and not be able to, to come out of it. Um, then we have Cowboys Rams on Saturday night. Um, that line is seven for the Rams. I think the Rams are going to win this game comfortably. I think Dallas's run is going to is is, is going to run out. Um, sorry, Dallas's luck is going to run out. Um, but you know, having a buy, you never know what they're going to come off. Of, come off as I think, if Dak and Zeke and company can can get off to a good start offensively, it could make. Golf and company a little nervous but i think the rams win this game
1: yeah i think the rams are going to win this game but when i was like doing some research earlier this week to figure out which way i want to go you know i looked at their schedules i looked at you know comparable teams that they faced and uh, i looked at the rams schedule and they have seattle twice obviously in the same division and dallas is seattle at the end of the day you know you look at their approach to how they game plan offensively they want to run the ball run the ball run the ball and then use play action, and defensively they have a, a, a good uh, defensive line, they have a good quarterback, they have fast linebackers, and then they just rely on effort in the back end to cover up any mistake that they might have. So, comparing D- Dallas to Seattle, I, I really like the way that they can match up against the Rams, and that, you know, if they have a strong defensive line, I think they're going to be able to get after off. Um, I think they're going to want to run the ball, control the clock, limit the time of possessions the Rams have. And I think defensively they're just going to allow golf to maybe have some of those plays that are deep down the field, but really control Gurley, which I think is the key to this game. And the Rams offensively have been a little bit out of sync since Cup has gone out, and I've been saying for a while that I think there's going to be a time and place where this comes back to bite them because he was really that option that – Uh, allow the Rams to do everything they want to offensively and I think that this might be the game where offensively they struggle a little bit against the pressure defense and if they don't figure out how to utilize their other skill players it's going to be tough for them to keep going forward but I think Dallas is able to keep this game close I think they're going to get Dak out of the pocket a little bit more run a little bit more we know the corners on the Rams like the press you know, with Peters and Khalid, so it's going to be tough to get free releases for the wide receivers, but I think Dallas keeps the thing close. Uh, the Rams have one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL, and as long as Dak doesn't fumble the ball, which he is prone to do, he's, I think the, he fumbles the most times of any quarterback in the NFL this season. If he takes care of the ball and Dallas runs the ball and keeps things manageable, I think they keep this game close,
0: but I do think the Rams pull it out late. Uh, then we move to Saturday, Sunday afternoon, Chargers-Patriots as we go through the games here on Teeing It Up with Danny Flecha. Um Four-point line for the Pats. I think they're at great risk in this game. I would not be surprised at all if San Diego wins.
1: Yeah, I mean, I picked the Chargers to go to the Super Bowl, and I'm going to, you know, for the sake of consistency, I'm going to stick with them with the up, with the one upset that happens this weekend. And, uh I'm on the Chargers. I like what they're doing defensively. I think Derwin James matches up great against Gronk. I think their corners match up great against their wide receivers. They have depth in the secondary. They have a good front line, as you know, with Ingram and Bosa coming off the edges. And if there's one thing you're going to get from the Chargers is that Bill Rivers is going to give you 110%. He's going to fight until the very end. And I just love the way he's carrying himself and the way the team rallies around him. And, you know... You got to think that Belichick's got something up his sleeve defensively to try to limit what the Chargers want to do. But I think that one of the things that has really caused New England problems in the past, and that probably will continue in this game, is uh, receiving options as the backfield. So Eckler and uh, Gordon and. Uh, Jackson coming out of the backfield on screens, on wheel routes, on, you know, rub routes, whatever it might be to get them open, I think will create some issues for this linebacking corps for New England. And I just, you know, it's tough to bet against New England in New England. It's going to be cold. It's going to be 20 degrees, I think, here on Sunday. Nasty weather. The Chargers are coming cross-country for the second weekend in a row. Um, you know, they put 12,000 miles on their bodies you know, coming here last weekend, then flying back, then coming back again, Uh, 10 a.m. kick, everything is going against them with everything that, you know, West Coast team has to face. But I just like the makeup of this team, and I hope the coaching staff doesn't get too tight in situations where they think that they might have to pull the trigger, you know, it's the playoffs, you got to go for it. So I do like the Chargers. I think it's the worst possible matchup for the Patriots. And, you know, I hope that You know, I think for the sake of the NFL, you probably want the Patriots to win and go into Arrowhead and and, and play the Chiefs again with a chance to go back to the Super Bowl. But I'm just going to stick with what my pick was, and I'm going to take the charges in this game.
0: And then we get to the game that I think will not even be anywhere close, which is Saints-Eagles. This line is eight-point favorites, and I think this is the easiest one to cover all weekend. And I think that this game will get away from the Eagles early but I just
1: don't think that the playoffs allow for those storylines too often. Usually the games are a bit closer than than you want as a fan of that team. But, you know, Philadelphia has been playing playoff football for a couple weeks now. Foles seems to be something that just meshes well with this this team. Like, he's able to put them on his back and, and carry them, and I think that that game a couple of weeks ago against New Orleans, where they got their asses kicked, will definitely serve as a point of contention for this Eagles team. And while I think the Saints will win, and they, they should win comfortably when you look at everything on paper, I don't think it's going to be a rout. I think that the Eagles will cover. I think it's going to be a close game. I think that the Saints have struggled offensively for a number of weeks and I. I yeah, I think they have enough to pull it out, but I just don't know if they fix fixed their problems with finding other options besides Michael Thomas. And we've seen when games have gotten tight for them that other people haven't stepped up yet. And this is a great opportunity for people to do that. And I, I think the Saints are, are the best team in the NFC, and I take them to go to the Super Bowl, too. But I wouldn't say wholeheartedly this game is going to be a blowout. I, I think that the Eagles have a lot to play for. As the Saints, And when you get your butt kicked by 30-something points uh, by the team that you're playing, I think that serves as some motivation. And if anything, that will carry them for at least a
0: half, maybe even take the lead at halftime. But I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Alright, so the most important thing, the games you are going to put money on are
1: With all the games being closed, I've done a little bit different betting style the last couple of weeks. So the bets I've played so far, I've only done Saturday games. I took, uh, I teased the, the favorites. So I teased the Chiefs down to minus one. No, no, the plus one and the Rams down to minus one is one bet. I teased the, the underdog because I think it again, like I'm just kind of trying to find scenarios where I can hedge myself and still create value. I, I tease the underdogs and then I took the Cowboys straight up at plus seven. Um, and as for Sunday I'm most likely going to be leaning, taking the the Chargers and I probably will tease the you know, i probably tease the Eagles and uh, the Chargers as well. But if you're looking for straight up bets I'd leave Kansas City. I'd
0: take Dallas. I take the Chargers and I'd leave Philadelphia. And then you want to talk about the national championship game, which was just a complete domination by Clemson.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I said last week when we talked, I liked Clemson at plus six. Obviously, they covered. And I liked the over that covered. Um, I thought the game was going to be a close one. I mean, that pick six definitely wasn't the way you wanted to start the game for Alabama. But then you come back and you hit that deep pass, and you know you're right back in it. But you and I I were texting throughout the game, you know, terrible play call inside the red zone by Alabama. And I I don't think they ever recovered after that, you know, second interception, which I thought was the the stake through the heart of Alabama. You know, Tua throwing that interception uh, before half, like two minutes and 30 seconds left, was I think the vital play of the game. You have that ball if you're Alabama, you have a chance to score, you know, and you get the ball back in the second half, and maybe that game script goes a little bit differently. but. Clemson came out there. They weren't afraid of them. They took it to them. They have they have some players, man. That wide receiver Ross made some help, some great catches. He, Higgins made some great catches. That Etienne kid's a beat, he reminds me of a, of a faster, stronger Leonard Fournette, if that's even possible. Um, and that Trevor Lawrence kid's going to be a great player if he keeps going the way he's going. So Clemson's not going anywhere. Bama's not
0: going anywhere. I wouldn't be surprised to see them play again next year. And don't forget about that defensive line. All those seniors who came back and just got to a completely office game. Yeah, it was surprising. They were terrible against the run when
1: you look at the numbers, but when it came to getting pressure and disguising blitzes and uh, giving him off rhythm, they were able to do that. And uh, you know, despite them being successful in the run, when you're down, you know, ten points, seventeen points, you got to throw the ball and. They are able to get him off his game. But, again, I, I, I see these
0: teams playing again next year, and who knows what happens you know, in 2019, but I think that Alabama and Clemson are prone to play again. Danny, thanks as always for coming on Teeing It Up. We'll see you next week. No problem, man. Have a good night. You got it. Thank you all for listening.